this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast. Yes, welcome back to another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, for subscribing. Yeah. Um, if you haven't subscribed, now is the time to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop an episode. We are thankful that you are tuned in, that you are listening and ready to engage in this conversation with us. Eddie, how are you doing? We, uh, well, I'm alive. I'm blessed. I am, you know, kicking and still, you know, just going by our day to day, you know, um, as everybody is in a current situation, a lot of states have been lifting uh, their quarantine uh, restrictions. Uh, but here in New York, we're still kind of confined uh, to our homes or to like social distancing uh, ourselves. So, you know, we're just doing the best that we can given the current situation. How about yeah. yourself? Yeah, like you said, trying to make the best out of where we are right now in the world and what's happening. Um, schools, they have announced that, you know, at least for New York, that, yeah. you know, schools will be closed for the remainder of the year. So that means, you know, distance learning and everything till, uh, you know, the second week of June. Um, but yeah, getting that together, you know, wrapping up uh, grad school with a few different courses before the summer. So it's kind of everything's online <laughs> in front of a computer screen, way too much eyes yes. getting blurry. I think we spoke about this before, yes. but, um, you know, just trying to make the best of it, trying to be grateful that, uh, you know, everyone's healthy around me and family's healthy and trying to remember that little inconveniences that we may have is mm -hmm. not nothing compared to um, situations that certain people are going through. Yeah. And I'm very thankful that I have my blue light glasses. You know, I originally had bought them for work. That's smart. And then at work, I wind up getting uh, the screen protectors on my computer because I have dual screen at work. Um, and now that I'm working from home, I don't have my screen protectors, but I have my blue light glasses, which, you know, help me so tremendously because I get headaches. You're on the screen yeah. so much that your head just starts throbbing. Uh, so just that's a tip. If you find yourself getting more headaches than you used to get um, and you're like, where is this coming from? It's maybe from the blue light of your computer or your tablet or your phone. You know, now they have features in place where you can turn the blue light off. But regardless, it, it still does bother some people. Uh, so Amazon or wherever you can get them and they're super cheap actually I didn't maybe I spent like 10 bucks or less than 20 on the ones that I have and they've been uh, really really good so you know hey yeah. look into that as well and these are things again that we have to kind of adapt to Yes. Right? The whole idea of adapting to certain things, um, you know, is important right now. And that may be one of the changes you need, you know, to make something very small may seem insignificant, but mm -hmm. a headache can definitely ruin a mood, yes. can ruin a day. Yes. Right. Can kind of uh, make things difficult for you. So little things like that do help. Yeah. You know, and like you were saying before, a lot of uh Everything is now basically online. You know, we've done uh, in the last uh, two, three weeks. Uh, I don't even know where we are today, but we've done a couple of lives yeah. uh, already on Facebook. And we have um, had some technical difficulties. You know, the Internet is not being as reliable as it should be. Yeah. You know, um, I think the second time around, it went a little bit more better. It didn't start acting up until the end. Uh, but, you know, those are things that we're having to deal with, which is, you know, everybody is online, whether it is for educational purposes, entertainment purposes or whatever. And it's kind of like throwing everything a little um, off. And on top of the fact that everything is getting overloaded because everybody's getting online, yeah. everybody's doing something. Uh, so we're kind of having to work through those uh, the little hiccups. Yeah. And we actually had a few people that tuned in, uh, subscribed to the podcast and um, 
you know, definitely check out our episodes. So, you know, that's always uh, good when you get to spread the word and get, yes. you know, different people kind of, um, you know, exposed to what you're doing. So, you know, shout out to all of the subscribers and wherever you listen to um, continue to share the podcast, spread the podcast and let people know about it. And hopefully whenever we do our next Facebook live and do that whole live situation, it works out smoother. Um, <laughs> I think we figured out like another technique we can do to kind of make things uh, work a little bit better. But, um, you know, like always we're adapting yeah. we're learning we're seeing what works see what doesn't work we improve and um you know keep on keep on moving yeah and on our way out of the whole covid19 situation we did want to touch base a little bit on uh the protesting uh that is happening you know we are seeing in certain states uh there are many people even in new york uh, i think two weeks ago or last week uh there was a protest in reference to the extending of the lockdowns or the um you know everybody's staying at home and you know the it's been a topic of conversation it's been a topic of uh controversy where you know as in anything especially in anything political you have people that are on both sides of the spectrum and you have people that are in the middle you have people that you know are mad at these people that are protesting and then you have people that are protesting because it's their right to protest and they want you know they're not happy with whatever the situation is um, and then you have people that are kind of the middle which is i kind of get both points of views but where, where, where do I fall in this? So, you know, with everything that you've been seeing online, what opinions have you gathered in reference to the whole protesting situation? Yeah, I mean, I, I see a lot of them are doing it because of, I feel like, businesses. Yes. And they're using kind of the economy as like that push um, where, you know, I've, I've seen signs that say all businesses are essential, all jobs are essential, you know, um, think of a lot of these people that have small businesses, whether it's small barbershops or nail salons and things like that, you know, we're now entering into what five, six weeks of this where everything Three has months, been closed, yeah. you know, and, um, it's, it's been crazy. Yes. So, um, I understand the frustration and mm -hmm. the worry that people have and the anxiety that's building in people and just the stress of the future. But at the same time in doing all of that, it's like, you know, be safe, Yes. Right. Um, you know, protesting and people, I mean, it was trending on Twitter town here in Long Island, mm -hmm. uh, Comac, mm -hmm. where people were lined up and a mob of people, no masks, mm -hmm. no gloves. And they're just all on top of each other with signs <laughs> posting, you know, at these places and kind of just, uh, you know, yelling and screaming, saying that businesses need to stay open mm -hmm. and, you know, they demand to be open and you know, I don't see how all of that helps. You know, I know a lot of people have different views on this virus, you know, whether or not it's, uh, you know, uh, more of the government just putting fear in people, whether it's, you know, it's not as bad as it seems. Mm -hmm. If you look at the death rate, if you look at this, it's not as crazy as people make it out to be. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, let's stay safe and let that be the priority. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, if you're going, if you disagree, right mm -hmm. with what has been established or what has been said you know disagree in your own way but just keep everyone else and the people around you safe you know it's like this we we disagree with what's happening so let's all come together to make a point mm -hmm. and at the end of it again if we're asymptomatic and we 
may have the virus and not even know it because we have no symptoms. Mm-hmm. You know, there are those people that we may come in contact with, mm-hmm. right, that are either walking on the street or, you know, um, the other day I saw someone, you know, an older and elderly person pushing a shopping cart. They had mm-hmm. went to the supermarket and they were going back, I guess, to their home. You know, think about that individual who has mm-hmm. to walk by you, who has to walk by a crowd of people protesting, you know? And I think sometimes it's, you know, it's easy to focus on the self. It's easy to focus on, you know, the I in these type of situations situations and kind of forget it's Mm -hmm. not all about us right now yeah you know and i and i definitely am one of the people that fall in the middle um i understand both sides of the spectrum especially you know you know the government did post you know these profunding programs that were supposed to be accessible to small businesses and we saw many big businesses take advantage of that and take millions you know i was reading articles where they posted 21 uh 21 plus big uh multi-million dollar companies that were applying and getting approved for programs that were meant for small businesses hence taking the money from them and not and them not being able to get it so i understand the frustration of that um that comes with that but i also uh see places like israel israel was having a protest during this whole covid19 situation but they were protesting while social distancing and protesting with masks and being able to, you know, carry their message and do what they have the right to do, which is a protest, but do it in a way that it was also still safe, given the standards that are put in where you have to be six feet apart from people. You know, here in New York, you have to wear something that covers your mouth just in case you're asymptomatic, don't know it, or somebody next to you is, and you know, you don't want to catch any germs and all that other stuff. So when we see, my issue is when I see people blatantly disregard all of that, And, you know, they're in crowds, no mask, no nothing on top of each other, you know, yelling my body, my rights, which is a whole nother different thing. You know, it it becomes it. That's where it becomes selfish. And I think this is nothing new because this is how it's been throughout history with other things. You know, I think of, um, you know, it's not so much what you're protesting. Right. It's Mm -hmm. how you're protesting. Mm -hmm. Right. You think all the way back to Martin Luther King Jr. Right. And his whole idea was we're going to protest with, you know, nonviolence and Mm -hmm. integrity of character. That was the whole thing. We're going to let our voice be heard, but we're mm-hmm. going to do it in this way where it's, you know, safe and where we're upholding our character. Right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, with anything, whether it's protesting, you know, a company, whether it's protesting a certain, you know, law that's passed or whatever, people sometimes just, you know, they forget all of that. They want what they want mm-hmm. and they won't stop really until they get it. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that, you know, staring from the outside in, you know, we do, or at least in my opinion, I do see the, uh, racial, um, you know, racial situations and how, you know, certain people are more, get a little bit more leeway with protesting. We see this down South, you know, they're going into government buildings with their machine guns and rifles and AK 47s and all this other stuff. While everyone does have the rights to bear arm and depending on your state, you know, the restrictions that come with that or whatever, but it's also, you know, quite evident to see the flip side where just recently this cop, you know, was put on video where he was beating the snot out of someone, uh, because supposedly they, uh, and it was an African-American young man who was not quote unquote social distancing correctly. So, you know, when you see things like that with all the other racial tensions that have been going on um, in the United States, it does make it seem unfair and it does make it seem a little tilted that it's okay for certain people to protest, but other people cannot. Um, So, you know, and it's like with everything, which is why I say that we have the right 
you can protest. You can do things um, when you don't agree with it. It's just a matter about how are you going to do it? You know, are you going to do it in a way where people can be like, man, you know, he's like, for example, I look at the whole is look it up. Google it. Israel protesting. Mind you, they weren't protesting um, what is being protested here in the United States. But at the end of the day, they were protesting something political and they were like, organized it was like there the leader had ocd and completely put everybody in straight lines and spaced them out correctly and it you know it looked really good um so we need to do the exact same thing if you want to go out and protest all right you more power to you but let's do it in a way where we are being socially cons conscious and being respectable in the sense of you know like you said being mindful of you know what i feel good i may not you know i don't feel like i'm sick but why put my uh, put myself at risk or put myself to risk others yeah so might as well let me just throw on a mask let me take my sign with me let me stay away from people and you know let my voice shine for what it is yeah i mean like i you know like we're saying if we're going to come together mm -hmm. right let's do it in the right way right if we're come, going to come together for whatever reason let it be with the right purpose with the right motivation yes and um you know in the safest way as possible you know, and I actually sent you a song that released uh, yes. this week called Together mm -hmm. um, by Four King and Country. Um, Four King and Country, their uh, Grammy Award winning uh, Christian music uh, group. It's uh, two brothers and um, they came together with Tori Kelly and Kirk Franklin and they released um, a video and they released a song together titled Together. It premiered on Good Morning America, which is so weird to me seeing like the footage from Good Morning America in the middle of like Times Square and <laughs> no one being out there because normally when they do that, people are packed out the windows, they're mm -hmm. looking. Um, it was obviously a live streamed, you know, uh, premiere. So they were all kind of in their homes, mm -hmm. um, but still just very weird seeing New York City so empty mm -hmm. and everything. Um, but it was a song that was released. It was played, um, you know, in the first few days of its stream. It was played like over, you know, almost over a million times. They said it's like top 10 on iTunes. And I think this is, you know, a really great song. And it's a really big deal coming again from the mm -hmm. Christian community. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, joining forces with, you know, a Tori Kelly and a Kirk Franklin, who's, you know, a veteran in this. But um, the message of the song is great. Yes. No. And I thought it was really good. The music, the, uh, aside from the song being really good itself, I thought that the music video did have a very good, powerful message. You know, it had not only the singers, but other people, you know, kids, adults or whatever, sharing messages written on paper of like the stresses and the anxieties and the things that they're dealing with. Uh, but as the song progresses, you know, there's also the flip side to that, which is the positiveness, uh, positive things that have come out, you know, where like, for example, somebody was like, I wasn't able to get married. Yeah, you know, because of this, but I'm so excited. I can't wait to celebrate with everyone mm -hmm. after someone oh, else put like my dad died. Yes. From COVID-19. Yes. So it was a good contrast. Yeah. You had somebody else that was like, um, I think it was uh, Tori Kelly herself, which was I miss my friends and family. I miss giving hugs. But then the flip side was that. But I've been able to connect with so many people online that I would have never been able to connect with. Yeah. So there is some positivity in everything that is going on. And I think that's the message of the song, especially when it's saying that we come together we're stronger together all those things about being together which is now we have to find a new way to do that yeah. where we may not be able to physically be with one another but there are other ways that we can do it yeah the chorus says and if we fall we will fall together 
And when we rise, we will rise together. Yes. So it's that idea, like, you know, having those people around you that you love, your, you, that you love, your friends, your family that go through tough situations, especially right now with everything that's happening, right? That, uh, you know, get sick or lose a loved one. It's like you feel that pain, mm-hmm. right? You take that on as well. And you're there with them, you know, mm-hmm. together. But it's like, you know what? At the end of this, we will also kind of rise together. So yes. it's just that idea of, you know, being there in the good and in the bad, mm-hmm. enduring when times are great and when times are rough, mm-hmm. right? It's almost like this is this idea of unity, of being together. It's it's now different than what it was before. But at mm-hmm. the same time, again, it's still the same, right? So it's how can we remain together? How can we stay together together? in times when we're being told to kind of keep distance <laughs> and be apart. It, yeah. does, it almost like doesn't even make sense. Yeah, and I think that what it, what it should do is um, help everyone develop stronger relationships with the people uh, that they would consider to be part of their circle or part of their crew. Um, you know, there are people who, you know, you, you've had to learn how to, you know, reach out to people again, because maybe you used to see this person all the time face to face. But now that you can't, you find yourself like, oh, man, I actually have to pick up my phone and call them or I really have to pick up my phone and send a text or be like, hey, let's have a Zoom meeting or let's do a Skype or let's do a this. Um, and taking that initiative, I think is very important as well. And the same token, as like you were saying, like being there for the people that are going through the roller coaster of emotions, you know, being there for the good highs, but also being there for the lows and the people that are dealing with all the stuff that we've already spoken about, but also, you know, the grief and the loneliness and all that other things as well. And trying to, you know, be a shoulder for them, even if it's through the screen virtually. You know, those are things that are very important. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, we've spoken about the power that uh, music has, you know, in times yes. like this and the power that it has to uplift and to encourage. So once again, like we you normally always say this or encourage people to do this. But, you know, if you have a gift, if you have something that mm-hmm. you know that God has given you, you know, share it, whether it's artwork, whether it's, you know, um, you know, a song, whether it's, you know, a poem, whether it's a book. Book, whether it's you know just uh, helping out your church and mm-hmm. putting you know different things together uh, to give people you know virtually online content you know play your part in this yes. you know because again when you play your part and someone else plays a part and someone else you know does what they have to do again that's a way we all come together to get the job done yeah and at the end of the day don't be discouraged by the response because there's a lot of times where you know we throw things out into the into the the people and we won't hear back from man that ministered to me oh man that was great but you can bet your bottom dollar that it did minister to people that it was uplifting and all the other stuff so if you find yourself where you have posted the videos and you've put your whether it is you're singing or you playing an instrumental or you putting up um, a quote or some words or whatever and you're like oh only two people liked it that's enough because at yeah. the end of the day we don't we shouldn't do things with the hope of recognition we shouldn't do things hoping that it goes viral we shouldn't do things hoping that you know we open our inbox and it's 500 messages of people you know giving us props those things do feel good you know when you feel like oh man my my, my stuff is being um, received but at the end of the day we have to trust that God will use that message yeah. to plant a seed in someone that is in need and the crazy thing is is that you may post that video today 
but it's not going to minister to the person needs to minister three days from now, yeah. a week from now. It's maybe a video that they'll bump into later, but you have to trust. And it's kind of like what we were talking about uh, before. You know, you have to trust that, you know what? I put it out there. I was obedient yeah. to the calling. I was obedient, you know, to the Holy Spirit that was moving me to do this. And that's it. I did my job. I did my part. Yeah. I mean, just yesterday or the day before, actually, I watched a movie called I Still Believe. And that was one of the uh, main themes of the movie. If it's mm. just for one person, yes. you know, it's a story of Jeremy Camp and kind of, you know, his relationship with his wife and his marriage and how it kind of infused with his music uh, career. But, um, you know, without giving things away in the movie, just his wife had determined, you know, if it's just for one person mm-hmm. that we have to endure this and go through with this, you know, I'm willing to do it even if it's for the one. Yes. Things happened in the movie where it's like, okay, what, uh, you know, where's that one? Mm-hmm. You know, where's that person or where are the people that could be impacted or touched by what just happened? You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. But at the end of the movie, right when the movie ends, we meet the one mm-hmm. and we see how that one person that was impacted and touched by what happened ended up playing a huge role in mm-hmm. this man's life till this day. So it's something that, you know, you really never know who that one yes. is. You know, we hope I, I, you know, not disagree with you, but I think sometimes we hope for things, right? We mm-hmm. do hope that what we do reaches mm-hmm. or that, you know, what we do has an impact, right? But it's almost like if you thrive off of, you know, the messages that you mm-hmm. receive or the fact that you didn't receive messages and you're just, that's what you live off of and that's what you, um, you know, kind of dictates how you do what you do and why you do what you do, then there's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. hope for positive things to happen happen as a result of what we do but when we don't hear about it or see it is that going to affect now how you view what you did or Mm -hmm. what you do next Mm -hmm. right so it's almost like that one that you impact or that you bless you may never meet Mm -hmm. right or you may meet them 15 years from now Mm -hmm. you know so it's like imagine doing something for the expectation of recognition or fame not getting it and stopping Mm -hmm. and quitting and 10, 15 years from now, meeting the one person that you blessed and that you touched, but you gave up Yeah, and you wasted 15 years. Imagine that feeling, complaining about it, you know, when (laughs) you did impact and transform someone's Mm -hmm. life. So again, sometimes it's the one, Mm -hmm. right, that um, is blessed and that is impacted and you know, you may not know, you yeah. may not hear about it, but, you know, keep pushing, keep going. And um, in the case of, you know, music and, you know, speaking about the music industry, right, with Jeremy Camp and people like, you know, For King and Country and even now Elevation Worship yes. releasing an album, there's an impact. And sometimes that impact is not always seen right away. Mm-hmm. But Elevation Worship just recently released a new album as well titled Graves Into Gardens. Yep. Um, just the title alone right what did you get when you just read the title or heard the title graves into gardens well the title combined with the the artwork of the album which is like a skeletal torso it sounds kind of gruesome when you're describing it but you have to see the picture uh but it's a skeletal skeletal torso with flowers blooming out of it Mm -hmm. um and it was funny because I we were talking about this and I was like, all right, let me let me sit down. Let me let it marinate. Let me think about it before I start looking up. OK, what do they really uh, mean by it? Uh, but for me, what I received um, from my point of view was that without without like we are dead without Christ. And the minute that we receive Christ into our life, we, we receive life and we become life. 
So that's the thing that I got from it, which is like, man, you know, the greatness about how, you know, people or we, you know, depending on your walk with the Lord, you know, we walk this earth feeling, you know, not realizing that we're like zombies. We're like these empty shells of skeletons that are just going by our day to day, doing the things that, you know, we have to do to survive. But then once you receive Christ into your heart and you have that impact with him, it's like you, you, you realize like, wow, I can now actually breathe. Like, wow, now I know that there's something to live forward to. Like, wow, now I know that my life has purpose. Now I know this. And you've received this whole new life. And it's, you know, people uh, make fun of or like they talk about people when they're, when they're in their first love with the Lord. And it's because it's that great impact that you receive of like, wow, I actually do feel something. You know, that was me. That was, wow. that's what I got. And I got it. something completely different, which is so funny. Because to me, I looked at it from the perspective of... Um, once you have that life mm -hmm. and you feel as if maybe you're dying mm -hmm. or you feel as if you're in a drought or you feel yes. as if it's just your skeleton, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And it's understanding God can take that mm -hmm. grave. Mm -hmm. God can take that feeling of, you know, death, that feeling of nothing is working. Nothing is living. Nothing is kind of, you know, uh, blooming right mm -hmm. now. God can literally take that situation and turn it around and make it into a garden. Yes. And not even, I don't even want to say situation. I mean, you yourself, mm -hmm. God can take you, from a place of drought in a you know in a spiritual sense where you know it's like man like i just can't like it's there's something that's stopping or something that you know is not letting me flourish god can literally mm -hmm. take that resurrect that part of you mm -hmm. and make that grave into a garden yeah you know and, and it, the, i think the emphasis here is garden which yeah. is that in order to maintain a successful garden there is work that goes into it and it kind of reminds me of one of your songs from your latest production weeds mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of times where we receive god into our heart into our lives and we have this beautiful experience where we quote unquote blossom into this flourishing garden but because of the fact that uh we we lack the ability or we or we give in to not maintaining the garden correctly yeah. we allow these weeds to grow that then start to choke and suffocate everything and then that's when it becomes a grave yeah. and i think that many of us and we've spoken about this in episodes before have had those experiences in our lives where we've gone through those tough times those moments where we feel like a graveyard where we feel like our life is not meaningful or we feel like man you know what what am i supposed to do you know i've been x amount of years in ministry or i find myself at this age in church don't know where to go or i find myself feeling alone or i find myself this or that or whatever um and those are moments where it sounds a little um you know uh messed up but we have to like self-reflect and feel like man you know do i feel like a graveyard am i yeah. like currently you know and it reminds me of uh the book um uh the uh, the cabin um the lot the, the, the shack. shack there we go <laughs> <laughs> the cabin the shack. i was like i went through a whole bunch of different things uh the shack where in the book you know he illustrates a moment um where there's a moment in the garden and the holy yeah. spirit is cultivating stuff in the garden and the garden represents its heart and it's all this you know great things um uh visuals uh that come from that as well so i think it is important 
that we um and i think it's a good message and it's a powerful message for this time right yes. now yes which i know when they were like they had they were supposed to release this album in i think the beginning of april mm -hmm. and they kind of pushed the date forward and i think obviously it had to do with everything that yes. was going on people like you know they had a tour plan they yes. were supposed to be coming to new york on the june yeah. 3rd the day before my birthday i was supposed to go right so <laughs> they, true. they had yeah they yeah. had all of these things planned and again you know you have to like reroute and re-strategize yes. but i think it's so timely where yes. right now you know literally this is mm. what we're seeing you yeah. know um some of the titles of the tracks you know we can go through it the first track is rattle mm -hmm. that was um actually a track that wasn't supposed to be in the album it was just a song they were working on mm -hmm. and they actually uh steven furtick when he was hearing it he was saying that uh it was his easter message so he decided yes. to put it out on easter and sing it on easter and his message was about that and the response was crazy people loved it and they ended up uh putting it on the album same with the blessing mm -hmm. you know they had yeah, the blessing yeah. that wasn't even supposed to be on the album with the response that we've spoken about with that song then they added it but yeah. um you know listening to some of the songs what were some of your standout songs i mean i'm the type of person when an album comes out i tend to believe in my mind that when they put the album together the songs are picked in a certain order for a reason so i don't listen to it on shuffle i go from the beginning all the way from first track all the way to the last track um and when the album came out i was listening to it uh while i worked um and the album was good i think the album is good um but it wasn't until i got to the last track which is um what would you do live yeah where oh the second to last track i'm, I'm lying mm. last track is god said um that i had to stop it and then i was like i wonder if they have a video for this which they did and i had to play the and i put the video i rewind it back and i put it with the video and it was what the song that impacted me the most yeah you know i'm the type of person that i love worship songs that are that make you reflect you know worship songs that you know i'm a visual person so by sitting down and the song is very simple is what would you do what would you do if you walked in the room you know how would you shout if you walked in the room what would you say if you walked yeah. in the room and i think that mixed with the um anointing in which the mm -hmm. guy sang it um i forgot what his name was isaiah yeah, isaiah temple yeah um like that. Yeah. and the music and the moment of just sitting back and reflecting on man what would i do you know and the crazy part is then halfway through the song you know he starts saying he's already here he's already in the yeah. room so then is that realization of you know you spend the first half at least for me you spend the first half of the song thinking about man what would i do what would i say you know how would i react like to here, then yeah. and then him here be like oh snap so let me like yeah. do all these things uh that i was thinking about that to me was very impacting and i and i love how in the simplicity of the song in the 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 minimalistic you know style of its words where it's not like crazy like you know uh imagery and stuff yeah. like that it was still impacting and it was still powerful i mean like that's the one that i took away with which was the one that, that yeah i mean obviously aside from the blessing right which being the song that i think kind of you oh know, yeah, has yeah shifted yeah. the culture a little bit right that song was great too um i have two that i really liked never lost mm -hmm. was a song they had re released uh prior to the album kind of a few months ago loved that song then and i loved it live now the song mm -hmm. was recorded originally in the studio so it was a studio version they actually have um this song now on the album it's track seven and it features torn wells mm -hmm. love the song live love the arrangements and 
I just love the lyrics of the song, the yes. fact that it says he's never lost a battle mm-hmm. and just the powerful lyrics. That's what I love about that song. But I also love the idea and the lyrics behind track five available, right? The idea of are you available? Mm. You know, so it's like we are living in a world that's so busy, that's so constantly going in times like this where we're kind of preoccupied with so much. It's like, you know, we want God to do things. We want God to move. We want God to speak. But are you available? Mm -hmm. You know, so just that concept of, okay, if I want these things to happen, I need to make sure I'm available to God, that I'm making myself available, you know, for him to move and for him to do things. So I thought that was, um, you know, a great track. So definitely I would say available for me, never lost, uh, what would you do? And the blessing, you know, and what I like about the whole available thing is that obviously I think that we know that we're supposed to be setting time apart. For God, you know, whether it is you set time for prayer, you set time to read the word or you set time to meditate in him and all the other stuff, set time to worship. Um, But also being like, for example, I was in the middle of working and it was like all of a sudden this song hits me and it's like, oh, wait, I got to stop what I'm doing and be available and be in the moment. So there's times where you will have to do that as well, where it's like, man, this doesn't fit my schedule. I'm supposed to be doing A, B, and C. It's like, throw that out the window. And if you feel them in that moment, the need, the desire to just be like, man, like give yourself up and have this like vulnerable moment with him, do it. You know, I think we have, a lot of us have the luxury where we're either at home or in our home office or whatever. So it's not like, oh man, you know, I have my coworkers next to me, you know, so why not do it? And even if you are at the office and you need to go take a break and go into your car or go into the restroom, like I know a lot of people do it or whatever. I've had moments at my desk where I'm like in tears, you know, having a moment with Jesus and my coworkers have no idea or whatever. So if you have to do that, then you do it, become available to that as well. Yeah, and and it comes with flexibility, right? Mm -hmm. Especially now with people working from home and, you know, different things happening. It's like, how do you make yourself available right now? Mm -hmm. How do you make yourself available for God to work your grave into a garden? Yes. You know, how are you making yourself available to work right? Mm-hmm. Your garden and to maintain your garden. Mm-hmm. So definitely I love the theme of this album. I love the concept, the artistry, the artwork. I love, um, they're constantly releasing like live performances mm-hmm. from them. They just released the, what would you do mm-hmm. live performance of it? Um, which they actually attached it to like another song, which was yes. cool. So it was, it's just, it's really great, um, to see, uh, Christian, you know, gospel artists and groups kind of putting out excellence, mm-hmm. right? And thinking outside the box where, you know, the title of the song is not, you know, or the, you know, album is not like Resurrection or like mm. He Lives, right? It's something that's very, you know, uh, intentional um, and artistic and creative and that goes a long way and says a lot. And for people that are doing that in this time, it's mm-hmm. even, you know, more noble and, you know, uh, worthy of recognition. Yeah, and I think that it that definitely is a need of it. We've seen it. We've talked about it. The blessing together, all these different tracks and stuff that we're seeing that are you know charting so greatly, and it's because of the need of the people. But I think that it's also our responsibility to continue you know sharing it, continue encouraging it, and continue to be vessels to help these seeds be planted. Because at the end of the day, that's what it is. I didn't make the song. You didn't make the song, or anything like that. Uh, but you know, we know that it's something of impact so share it 
because through that share, it may impact someone that you will never know. Like we said before, you may impact someone, have no idea yep. it impacted them, but you were the vessel that God used to turn their grave into, into a, a garden. garden. So I want to thank you all for tuning in to this new episode. As always, you can reach out to us through our social media platforms. Yes, we are on Facebook and on Instagram. If you type in God Life Culture Podcast, you will find us on there. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening right now. Subscribe, right? We are also on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, so you can find us, spread the word, share, leave a comment, leave a review, and definitely, uh, you know, subscribe so you can be notified when we we will be dropping a new episode. Yeah. So once again, thank you for listening to the God Life Culture podcast. That's God, God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.